Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong, joined today by the one and only Mr. Infect. Craig What's Blanchett. up? Craig Blanchett here. Yeah, Craig. What do you do here at the Command Zone? I am do business development. So there's a lot of new projects that are coming to the forefront. Did a lot of work with the new Patreon kind of revamp. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking to play Commander with us, mm-hmm. that's coming up soon. You can do Month it now. May. It's going to be awesome. That's right. We're setting up for that. Uh, just got the new shop set up, which is really cool. A uh, bunch of new merch there that's still on pre-sale. We'll still uh, kind of QCing some of the stuff that T-shirt, comes through. T-shirt, hats, stickers, you got to check it out. Yep. Uh, merch store, shop.commandzone.com. Stuff's going to be awesome. We're just in this point making sure that the quality is to the to the quality that Command Zone uh, makes sure that everybody uh, sees it as, you yeah, know? Yeah. So we got to represent the brand well. Yeah, you do lots here, uh, excitingly. And today you're also going to be joining us talking on the podcast because we are covering the streets of New Capenna, right. specifically the monocolored commander review. There's only six of them, which is great. Maybe this will be a nice short episode. Uh, and there's going to be lots of, of cool cards to talk about, though. So make sure you check out our sponsor, channelfirewall.com slash command. That's where you're going to go if you're going to pick up any of the cards that we're talking about today. If you want to pre-order order anything from the new sets coming up down the line. Unfinity is on the way. I can't wait to pick up oh, some of those man. amazing shock lands, uh, as well as, of course, all the Capanna stuff and all of the combos and the cards we're talking about today. If you want to build a brand new deck, so just head on over to channelfireball.com slash command, shop from their marketplace. You can also enter co- uh, promo code command at checkout if you want to make it a little bit easier on yourself. And you're shopping from real local game stores, so you're actually supporting stores that really need your support because a huge way that these stores make actually a lot of their profits is through online sales. And so Channel Fireball marketplace is a great place to do that channelfireball.com slash command when you get those cards put them into ultra pro sleeves the eclipse sleeves i'm actually in the middle of re-sleeving a lot of my decks and building some new ones and there's nothing more satisfying than putting a card into a brand new sleeve and shuffling it up for the first time and with ultra pro eclipse sleeves actually the the 50th 100th time you shuffle it feels just as good as the first time so make sure you sometimes check out. better sometimes better yeah sometimes better legit. yeah the last way to support the show is directly at patreon.com slash command zone. Of course, we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. So this episode is dedicated to Nicholas, Nicholas Burnow. Burnow. 
Nicholas, you rock. Uh, also, if you're a patron, you can audition to be on Game Nights, one of the biggest and best perks, but that is a limited window, so make sure you do that if you saw our Game Nights fan episode. That's the only way you can do it, so check it out. Uh, we also have some merch codes, uh, discount codes for patrons, but anyone can also go shop at our online store, so shop or store.commandzone.com. We got a t-shirt, a hat, and some stickers. Uh, you definitely want to check it out. Yep. Okay, let's go right into it. We're talking about the monocolored commanders from Streets of New Capanna. If there are any monocolored legendary creatures from the commander product, we won't be covering those today because we'll cover those in our sort of set reviews for those or the uh, budget upgrade guides. Right. There's plenty of other places to talk about those. Yeah, right plenty now. of other places. So, uh, and also in terms of new mechanics, we covered them, my, Josh and myself, in the uh, last set review. So that's 458. Um, and there are a bunch of new awesome mechanics, but we're only going to talk about one of them in the set review today, and that is Blitz. So Awesome, awesome new mechanic. Yes, very cool. Ridiculously good. Red players get stoked. It is a very fun mechanic. Uh, it's the Riveteers family, and it's basically, it's going to have a Blitz cost, and when you pay it, you cast the spell for that Blitz cost, and then that card gains haste, and, then when the, and it also gains the text, when this creature dies, draw a card, and, and it'll also say sacrifice it at the beginning of the next Eden step. So lots of text there. We're only going to talk about one card today that covers it, though, so we'll get to it. Makes such a good payoff, though, for, like, you know, because you're basically blitzing it out for one turn to mm -hmm. be able to have that replacement effect. Yeah, you get a card. Yeah. Very it's cool. It's huge. Um, okay, so let's talk about the monocolor commanders in alphabetical order. First up is uh, the mono blue bunch. By the way, there's no green card today, just so you all know. Very interesting. Uh, and it is Errant Street Artist. So this is a one blue, just one blue mana for a 0-3 legendary creature, Human Rogue, with Flash, Defender, and Haste. You might be wondering why a Defender card has Haste. It's because it has an activated ability for one in blue, tap Errant. Copy target spell you control that wasn't cast. You may choose new targets for the copy. Okay, so this is a uh, strange card because typically spells, Craig, you cast them. And Typically. this says you are trying to copy a spell you control that wasn't cast. So before we get into it, uh, this is actually pretty narrow, the card. It doesn't really work with very much, uh, but the stuff it does work with is powerful. So just so you all know, this doesn't work with stuff like Cascade and Flashback because right. those mechanics... You're casting. Oh, you're actually casting the card. Yeah, you're not getting it out of somewhere else. You are casting it as part of the, the rules text. Um, so when it comes to cards that do work, well, there are a few. So... Obviously, copying spells is something that's been around for a long time in Magic, and Errant lets you copy it again. So we have Curse of Echoes and Echo Storm. Do you see a familiar pattern there, Craig? The word yep. Echo. <laughs> um, Echo Storm is probably one that you're going to do more often in Commander decks. It's uh, three blue-blue for a sorcery. When you cast this spell, copy it for each time you cast your commander from the command zone this game. You may choose new targets for the copies, and you get to create a token that's a copy of target artifacts. So you can cast Echo Storm, and it's going to get copied at least once if you've cast your commander once, Errant, which should be pretty easy because it's one blue mana. And then you can pay an additional one in the blue and tap Errant and copy Echo Storm again. So you get three copies of an artifact. I don't know if that's worth it, though. Five mana, do seven mana? I think you Fury Storm, too. Yeah, Fury Storm as well. Uh, if you're playing it in the Errant deck, then you can only use the mono blue ones. Although right, I think right. I think in this... You're, the you're, best ones are in red, you know, because you've got the forks, you've got your reverberates, yes. you've got your, you know, like forks, there's just... all that stuff, yeah. Exactly, which, you know, but in the blue, it, it definitely... I think there's a lot of places where... There's a lot of people out there who are going to create a lot of interesting ways to use this card very, very effectively because yeah. there's just enough creatures and spells to make it worth playing and kind of like 
spicing it in with your other card draw and card draw and mm-hmm. ramp and stuff like that. And I think, you know, there's definitely a play with tokens, with ETB effects, with, you know, some sort of, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Where like you, the creature comes in and then you copy a spell and then, Does you know, you create yeah. a bunch of tokens. This card probably is just better in general, not as a commander, but in the 99. Yeah. Um, if you are going to do mono blue, though, we got Big Daddy Jin Cataxius Progress Tyrant. Do you want to just read the top part of that text for Jin Cataxius? Yep. Whenever you cast an artifact, instant, or sorcery spell, copy that spell. Hey. You may choose new targets for the copy. Yeah, so Jin Cataxius is obviously very powerful. It also counters the first spell, uh, an artifact, instant, or sorcery that your opponent casts per turn, once each turn. Um, but this... Errant looks like it's a much better card in Gintaxius because you're going to copy stuff automatically. It's on the commander. You don't need to jump through hoops, cast very expensive spells like Echo Storm or Curse of Echoes to get to that copy state, and then you can just double it up then. Um, there's also Donal, Herald of Wings, which is the other mono blue sort of option. Uh, it says, whenever you cast a non-legendary creature spell with flying, you may copy it, except the copy is a 1-1 spirit in addition to its other types. So, then again, that you could see like a creature bill where you're casting lots of non-legendary creatures with flying, and they're using Errant to flash it in, and then you're copying the spells, making more of those creatures, and then you're doing the thing you're talking about, Craig, which is a bunch of Enter the Battlefield abilities and all that. Also, the fact that it has, like, you know, 0-3 butt for, z- for 1 is good with flash, so mm-hmm. you can kind of, like, support surprise somebody with a surprise blocker yeah but also the fact that you can with the haste you can for two blue and one one blue it, one in the blue well one one in a blue but oh you yeah, hang, you can like, the, the, yeah if yeah. you flash it in and then use with its the ability with the haste yeah. like you know it's a nice kind of fork effect for three yeah. you know in a you just blue have deck. to you just have to copy a spell first which yeah. is definitely the biggest soup to jump through and i think it definitely works better combined with red or i like this idea of with volo you yeah know, and volo. Simic is very cool but yeah. with red i think it has the best kind of payoffs or that you know now you have two colors to have those payoffs that there's quite a few options in yeah i like it when it's baked into the commander though so volo says volo whenever you cast cool. a creature spell that doesn't share a creature type with a creature you control then a you copy that spell so you're basically doubling up creatures all the time um and then you also have like if you're going to talk about red then you have Kark the thumbless yep. which is all about copying instance or sorceries with coin flips so a bit more crazy but it has partners so you can put Kark with another blue commander uh and then uh, a lot of people online were talking about calamax the storm sire which is very right. similar so whenever you cast your first instant each turn if calamax is tapped you copy that spell it's on your commander you've got all three of the colors yeah now. you got green yeah. blue and red so mm-hmm. i think if of all the decks to play this in uh, Aaron in calamax seems the best yeah if you are making Aaron uh your commander then you're gonna look towards i think a lot of the cards from strixhaven because yeah, they They're definitely made uh, all about copying in that exactly. Set. Yeah, yeah, and all law cards say whenever you cast or copy a spell. So Archmage Emeritus, Dika, Fractal Theorist are all yeah, cards. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are there is an infinite combo with this, obviously, because you're copying spells. You just need to find a way to untap errant and use the ability again so a lot of cdh players out there will know that dramatic reversal which is one in the blue to untap all non-land permanents you control if you find a way to copy that spell and then errant can copy that copy and then you get to untap everything and just go over and over and over again so some people are saying you could narcissist reversal your own dramatic reversal because you get to copy it you could also twin cast it you could fury storm it right you're looking at a lot of mana at this point but it is a way to get infinite mana and then to you know win on the spot with it yep so. Combined with another card that wins. Yep. Yay, hooray. 
Uh, <laughs> probably just milling everyone out or something, you know, making someone draw their entire deck. It's a very blue thing to do. Very yeah. blue thing to do, yeah. But yeah. I think if you're going to play this card, play it in Kalamax or a Kruk deck or Volo. I really love the Volo idea. It's yeah. very, that's a very uh, cheeky one that I didn't see that uh, either you or Truck put in the in the outline. I Good threw call. it in there because my Good friend call. plays a Volo deck, and I played that deck. I helped him build it on extra turns, and that, it just goes off. And if you're allowed to make another copy, and you have the mana, too, for it because you're casting mana dorks that yeah, double totally. up and stuff, too. Yeah, That's a smart move. I dig it. All right, let's move on to our second card. This is Mono White. Mono White has two entries this time. Do you Both? want to bombs yeah love them both yeah i don't know if bomb is the right word bomb's for me, not the right word but it is right. very good they're very good in fact and this low first cmc one, you're right they're definitely not bombs but they're like they're very powerful yes and it could be uh evergreen you might see them a lot as a result i think we will be in fact actually when i was writing the outline up this first one that we're about to talk about now i spent the most time finding cards that combo with this card it, this card's awesome and there's a lot of cards that i've been waiting for a long time that we'll get into that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is Giada, Font of Hope, one in a white for a 2-2 legendary creature, Angel. She's got Flying in Vigilance and says, each other angel you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it for each angel you already control. Ooh. That's for one in a blue or one in a white powerful. Tap her and add one white. Spend this mana only to cast an angel spell. Wow. So this is a, awesome. a mono white mana dork specifically for angels yep just by itself one in the white flying vigilance two two pretty good as an angel like that's that's those stats are nuts in like limited if you're looking for a mono white angel commander she's perfect yeah so There's, a lot of people are talking you know is it this is it safara you know and i think a lot of people are starting to say giada might be the one because this powers up your whole deck yeah you get so every so when Giada's out, the next angel you cast enters the battlefield with another one one counter for each angel you already control. And then when you cast after that, you have two angels out, so it's gonna get two plus one plus one counters. So you are and you're ramping with Giada, so you're just gonna be making some incredibly powerful plays in this deck. Um, I think the biggest card is Luminarch Ascension. So this is an enchantment that if left unchecked for one round of the table, you basically get to start pumping out four, four angels for one in the white. Yeah. If you could get like a ghostly prison out, cause that's uh, with Luminarch Even Ascension. early game. Oh, you totally. You can play but Luminarch, Luminarch Ascension on turn, turn two and sometimes you just get it. True. And, it, but you turn yourself into the, the arch enemy. Oh, for or sure. Or you should be. Like if, if people aren't turning you into the arch enemy, they're, they're yeah. not seeing the, the, the problem on the table. Yeah. Unless they're going to threaten to go infinite or something nuts, you're, you're now pumping out not only just a four, four, that's a five, five the first time when you pay one in the white, it becomes a six, six and you pay one in the white becomes another one. That's a seven, seven. So very quickly you will have enough to just murder everyone with giant flying creatures, uh, yeah. angels specifically. Um, and then when it comes to just like the suite of cards you can play in this deck, so there cool. are so many. Yeah. So before the, again, the main sort of like angel mono white commanders were Safara, Skies Blade, and Lyra Dawnbringer. Uh, which are both very good. Very and you good. play them both in this deck. Safara, that card, I I played against a Safara deck thinking like, please, come on. You got to get <laughs> out. That, I was like turn five and they killed everybody. It was crazy. That yeah. card is incredible. And it gives other creatures you control with flying indestructible too. Yep. Um, so got us, by the way. Oh, that, the indestructibility. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't yeah. get around it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That gets me too. In a recent Game Nights game, I won't say what, the indestructibility kind of got me. Mm -hmm. um, you also have cards like Defy Death. It's three white, white. You can return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. If it's an angel, put two plus and plus encounters on it. So you kind of got like a plus and plus encounter thing going. Yep. Karmic Guide, I think, is really good in this deck because you can cast it and bring another angel back from the from graveyard to the battlefield. And it has echoes, so it's going to not sack itself until the next turn. So it's going to be another angel that counts when that angel comes back to the battlefield. And people are probably 
probably going to be trying to board wipe you and get rid of your cards as much as possible. It's true. Um, I really like Starnheim Aspirant. It's just a human cleric, but it says angel spells you cast cost two less to cast. One of the problems people were saying online is that most of the angels, the big ones, are all five mana, six mana, and up. Yeah, totally. So anything that can reduce that cost, which is also why Giada is so good, she can tap for mana, is going to make this make this deck really powerful. And that will be the tough part in white, is getting that early ramp to yeah. be able to play some of these bigger spells, because this is the one that I've been waiting for. Herald of Herald War? Herald of War. Yeah, this card I is- I have been waiting for years. perfect deck for it Herald is, of War. It's so perfect. Yeah, read it deck. out. So it's- uh, Three white white for a creature angel three three flying whenever herald of war attacks put a plus one plus one counter on it okay very relevant <laughs> angel of war or er, angel spells and human spells you cast cost one less to cast for each plus one plus one counter on herald of war so it's not inconceivable that you play herald of war on turn like four you no. already have two angels out there it enters the battlefield two plus one plus one counters on it yep and then all of a sudden every single angel you have just costs two mana less and humans too because yeah. a lot of this is you're building off humans too yeah so bishop of wings is white white for a one four whenever an angel enters the battlefield and you control you gain four life yep. that's another way you're just going to take yourself out of killing range and then whenever an angel you control dies you make a one one white spirit creature token with flying um, I also really love Mirror Entity in this deck because it's a changeling. So you can use Giada to cast it. And because plus one, plus one counters, they stay on the creature when you activate Mirror Entity's ability to give all your creatures make XX. everything huge. Yeah, you can make everything and huge. And flying and probably vigilance yeah. and all this other stuff. Not yeah. to mention, if you have a bunch of humans out and let's say your Bishop of Wings made a bunch of one, one white spirit creature tokens, you can just pay one into Mirror Entity to make all of your creatures all changelings and gain all creature types. And then you cast an angel spell or any spell because it's an angel because of mirror entity. Oh, sorry. You have to cast an angel spell, but it's going to see your entire board now as angels because mirror entity turned them all into changelings. What I love so, about nuts. this deck is there's going to be so many different ways to build this because there's a life gain strategy. There's a plus one, plus one I mean, counter I strategy. Put it all in there. <laughs> yeah, totally. But there's going to be, you know, different uh, amounts of each that you could put in each. Yeah. You know, I think this uh, there's going to be a certain deck in this that's going to be really good for... Uh, for the laser beam, for Aether Flux Reservoir. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you're going to gain so much so life. So much life. Yeah. And, of course, you know, this is kind of this operates a little bit like Cathar's Crusade. So you want to also put out a bunch of tokens. So you have, like, Starnheim Unleashed, Entreat the Angels, yep. Court of Grace. Really hard to take Monarch away from someone when you have a bunch of 4-4 four, four flyers and stuff on your board. So you're probably going to be making, and even if you don't, you're going to make a Spirit Creature token each turn. Yep. And then you got Divine Visitation, just in case you're going to go the token route. Um, Parhelion the Second. These are all ways to just build a bunch of different tokens out uh finale of glory as well and then speaker of the heavens so i think this is like a human angel deck at its core if you're going the plus one plus one counter route you play the ozolith which i think you do anyways because now you're just kind of like whatever dies you're getting the yeah. plus one plus one counters anyways and the ozolith for one mana is just a Pretty great good. way to accumulate that value yeah and you can dump and it stack it on creature. something else yeah so that by turn you know, whatever, at least you're making nine nines, ten yeah. tens. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a new card as well. I'm for, I'm blanking on the name right now. Let me try and find it. But it basically is a mono white card that allows you to move. Okay, it's called Resourceful Defense. Yep. Two and a white enchantment. Whenever a permanent you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on target permanent you control so you can throw it on cool. the Ozolith or just another angel. Yep. And then four and a white, move any number of counters from target permanent you control to another target permanent you control. We've never seen this ability before. Very cool. And in the mono white deck, I think it's actually pretty sweet. That is very sweet. I also like the idea of like uh, the plus one plus one counter synergies. Well, yeah, the all knock 
Bankin and uh, Abzan Battle Priest. Anok, actually, Anok, yeah, Anok Bankin, Abzan Battle Priest. Yep. Both of those are lords. Each creature you control with a plus and plus encounter has lifelink if you have the Battle Priest out, and then they have first strike if you have the Bankin out. Yep. And isn't there like a falcon that gives it flying if they, which yeah. you don't really you need. You don't really it's need. Already, already They're all angels. angels yeah. But if, if they you somehow are running, lose their wings. Well, if you're running a bunch of, because humans will also be a part of some of these builds. So yeah. 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 I like Elite Scale Guard. It says whenever a creature with a plus and plus encounter on it attacks, target creature defending player controls gets tapped. So this is how you basically make sure that you murder them. Yep. And you Tap can even biggest you can even swing out and tap other players' stuff down if you're not swinging at them. Oh, no, no, sorry. It's defending player only. So you could kind of like really mess up with the board if you're swinging a little bit of everywhere and then being like, look, just go kill them instead. They're all tapped out. Um, Gleam of Authority is a one in the white enchantment aura to give a creature plus one, plus one for each plus one, plus encounter on other creatures you control. Mm -hmm. So if you have five plus one, plus encounters, this gets just plus five, plus five you can make something really huge. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Hopeful Initiate, you can pay two and a white to remove two plus and plus some counters among creatures you control and destroy target artifact or enchantment. That's where it's at. Um, and then you have just a bunch of other plus and plus encounter cards. So Cigar the Summons, Resplendent Marshal, Patron of the Valiant. I spent a long time just looking up all these cards and being like, wow, there's a lot to do in this deck. And I think the last way you could probably build this, and maybe you put this in the deck anyway, is just flickering because you're going to yeah. get angels entering the battlefield again. You can maybe add more counters on if you, this was one of the first angels you cast. And now you have five others. Well, especially if you're playing some of those cards that you said earlier, where if the, if it leaves the battlefield key text there, yeah, yeah. then you move these counters around and stuff like that, which yep. with and both ephemerate and long road home. Yeah. Perfect in that strategy. Okay. But again, kind of building on that, like this can be built in a lot of different strategies. Mm -hmm. I don't think muddling them all together is the way you got to we'll choose. That, a path. Craig. I'm going to muddle them all together <laughs> and I'm going to bop them. In the I mean, head. the nice thing is either way you've got flyers as your base with ways to bump the flyers to yeah. Uh, with, yeah, yeah, which yeah. likely have vigilance. So you have defense, you have attack, yeah, yeah, it seems cool. And then white has a lot of tricks up its sleeve. Yeah, I'm really excited for this this uh, resourceful defense, though. We've never seen a card like it, so I'm really excited to to see what happens. Because it's not just mono-white decks that work with it. Yeah, for three mana, too. It's the right casting cost. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next up, we got a mono-red commander. It is Jaxus, the Troublemaker. This is three and a red for a 2-3 legendary creature human warrior. It has Blitz for one in a red, so if you wanted to, instead of paying three in a red, you could play one in a red, and it's going to give it haste, and then you sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step, and when it dies, you draw a card. But you're probably not going to do that because Jaxus' ability is that much more awesome. Yeah. You can pay red and tap, discard the card, create a token that's a copy of another target creature you control. It gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a card. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step, activate only as a sorcery. So sorcery speed only, but it's basically giving a creature blitz. Uh, it, it doesn't say give the creature blitz because I don't think that templing would work, but all you have to do is tap it for a red, discard the card, and then you're going to draw that card when that creature dies and it's going to get sacked no matter what at the beginning of the next end step. I like it because it's, it's kind of like a faithless looting. Mm -hmm. Well, you're, discard you're kind of getting rid of two cards to get two cards because you're discarding a card in addition to the... No, the you're just discarding one card. But in addition to, you're kind of blitzing her out. Well, if so you're you blitzing want, if her you out to, and discarding a out. card, which, yeah. you know, I, I like some of the first uh, recommendations because there's a way to kind of like cheat stuff out, which is cool. But you're you're kind of like getting, at its base, you're kind of getting rid of two cards to then get two new cards. Yeah. However, so it's a very red thing. I think you don't necessarily blitz uh, Jaxus out unless you're trying to go for like a combo win and just you want to use it as soon as it comes out. But, oh, totally. Late game, you definitely go for the four. 
Yeah. But early, yeah, if you do need it for the two, I mean, it's it's at such a reduced mana cost too, at two instead of uh, instead of for the four. Yeah. And then you can use it immediately. I really like this card a lot, especially in the 99 or as, as itself, because mm -hmm. you don't need the red, uh, you don't need other colors other than red ETB creatures. There's enough red ETB creatures. Yeah, and attack trigger ones too. Exactly, um, to really take advantage of it. But, you know, if you do combo it with other colors, it also is an all-star. Yeah, so if you're discarding a bunch, you can obviously cast Madness cards like yeah. Blazing Root Wall, Avacyn's Judgment, Alchemist Greeting. Um, but I think what you're really trying to do is just copy like really impactful spells. Yeah. So you're mono red. You have options like Scourge of the Throne. You get another combat, right? You can do Infernal Titan. It's going to deal another three damage. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have like Mirror Battle Sphere. And then when it enters the battlefield, by the way, you're going to get another four mirror tokens. You can swing it and tap eight of them. Just do eight to someone's face with that mirror battlefield that's attacking. Yep. Um, you also have like Combat Celebrant, which I think is probably the real hammer here because you are allowed to exert it. And when you do, it doesn't tap during this untap set, but you get another additional combat after this. So I could see things where you're tapping the good old uh, Jaxus. You're making a copy of Combat Celebrant. You're going to combat. You're exerting it. You're getting another combat. It doesn't go infinite, right? No, just... no, no. But you're, you're getting a ton of value off Combat Celebrant. You could also have like Goldspan Dragon as well. It's another amazing attack trigger to make a treasure. That's true. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I would say is like the, the way to just go nuts with just attacking and copying. You want to do as much attacking and copying as possible. And these these are hugely impactful spells. So... Yeah, I mean, and then there's the old, like, good old Siege Gang Commander, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, you're just Classic building value. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you also have, like you said, Craig, Enter the Battlefield or Death Trigger. So Atsushi, the Morning Star, is a legendary creature. But when it dies, you get to either exile the top two cards of your library, and you can play those cards until the end of your next turn, or create three treasure tokens. Yep. Because it's legendary, the moment you copy it, one of them has to go away, which is fine, because you're going to draw a card when it dies. And then you also get to do this extra ability. Yep. Um, and then, of course, is this a Sundial of the Infinite card? Yes, it is. So, Sundial of the Infinite allows you to tap and pay one mana to end the turn, and you can activate this ability only during your turn. So, you can exile the uh, the sort of the stack, and you can get rid of the thing. You have that says, to sack it at end of turn. Yeah, so you can do it before your turn ends, so you don't have to sack it. And here's the thing. The way that... Um, this is the coolest thing about it. Yeah, the way that this card is worded, the creature gains an extra bit of text that says, when this creature dies, draw a card. And then the sacrifice text, where you say you have to sacrifice the thing in the next end step, doesn't happen on the card itself. It's just a delayed trigger. So the card itself, if you do happen to send out the infinite, or if you're playing like Obeka and you end the turn early, from now until forever is going to have the text, when this creature dies, draw a card. That's crazy. It's nuts. I want to see somebody do something with a bunch of tokens where they're copying the tokens of that and then drawing a bunch of cards. Ooh, yeah. Like this in right, a, it's, this it's in a Jund deck, do. like a Jund reanimator, that's where I kind of saw mm -hmm. the, this thing kind of going in, in my play style. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually, I think Jax is a really exciting card. I um, think so too. It also just seems like it can be so good in other decks, which is great. Well, the four CMC, yeah. And it's like, it's properly CMC'd and that four is kind of like, it's at the upper level of, you really want to consider if you're going to put that in any deck at four. Yeah. But the fact that you can get it out for two and get this extra effect means that you can kind of like, if, you're, if your commander has some sort of ability where you can utilize that, uh, that dash effect. Yeah. Uh, Obeka seems great because you just like, get to keep it, you yeah. know, or sundial or whatever. Yep. So, yeah, very exciting stuff. Uh, Jaxus, Mono Red. But that's not the only Mono Red Commander in this set. In fact, there's one more, but we're going to talk about it when we come back.
and we hear from our mid-roll sponsors. Nice. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay, we are back talking about the monocolored commanders from Streets of New Capenna. Craig. This one's your card. Hey, this is it. Well, I, it's kind of your card. It doesn't have it, infect on it. It doesn't have infect on it, and you can't really cast it for uh, Phyrexian mana, which I would have loved. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second, because this thing at three Phyrexian Phyrexian would be like It would be ridiculous. nuts if that actually happened. But uh, oh. fortunately, Craig, that will never happen, because that would break it in half. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. I mean, to be able to cast this thing for three, all of the other uh, you know things that we're going to talk about would happen. Yeah. Basically, you get Urbrask at turn one, which is a problem. All right, it's Urbrask, so, yep. by the way. Urbrask, Heretic Praetor. Three red red for a 4-4 four, four legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor. He's got haste. I say, they have haste. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play that this turn. So it's play, that's good. At least if it lands, you can you still lands, use them. That's right. Then the second line of text, at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, the next time they would draw a card this turn, instead, they exile the top card of their library, they may play it this turn. Okay, so this is cool. Uh, Urabrask basically says, for five mana, it's a 4-4 four, four with haste, you get to uh, impulsive draw an extra card off the top of your library on each of your upkeeps. So, comes to your upkeep, you exile that card, you can play it this turn, and you also draw your regular card. Yep. What Erebrass does for your opponents is basically change their card draw, because it goes untap, upkeep, draw, into an exile effect, and they have to play it this turn. So if your opponent is playing your counterspell dot deck with uh, the Drake Maker, Talrand, not good to see Urabrask on the table. No. Because you don't want to exile a, a counterspell and not be able to play it, because you have to play it that turn, otherwise it goes away forever. Uh, this is actually really similar to a card called Uba Mask, which I don't think I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> oh, I've seen Uba Mask. You've seen Uba Mask? Yeah, this effect really hoses a lot of decks in a weird sort of way. Yeah, so this says yeah. if a player would draw a card, that player removes that card from the game face up instead, and then they can play cards they remove this turn from the game with Uba Mask. But it affects you as well. The cool thing about Urbrask is that you get the exile draw and you get your regular card draw too. So it's basically saying draw two cards a turn. Yeah. Pretty solid. I, what it combos with later on here, some of the cards that we're going to talk about too are like, okay, yeah. this is this now, is we're, getting, now, now we're talking. Exactly. Yeah. Now we're cooking with gas. And again, you know, they seem to kind of do a uh, blue and red 
uh, service here in this set in that like the I, I really like the blue red combination stuff that they've done here because yeah this really combos really well with blue which we'll get into and uh down a couple where you're just drawing a bunch more mm -hmm. uh you know and the mono red stuff if you do play herborask as a as a mono red commander should it's, be fun it's yeah it's doable it's still fun you know and there's stuff that you could do but uh man you combo it with blue yeah blue it's, or black so if you're comboing it just by itself in Mono Red, you have Wild Magic Sorcerer and Lelia, the Blade Reforged. Both these cards care about casting spells from Exile. Wild Mage basically gets you cascading off that spell the first time you cast it. And then Lelia gets to get plus one, plus one counters. They both seem very good. Um, but if you're going to be in the 99, there's sort of a theme being built, which is like casting spells from Exile matters. Yeah. So Prosper Tomebound is the big one. This is constantly rewarding you for casting spells from exile because you get treasure tokens so i think you definitely want to do that there and then the other card is sage of the beyond uh, so this is kind of like the foretell cards are all about you know casting something from exile this was all in kaldheim but sage of the beyond says spells you cast from anywhere other than your hand cost two less to cast well, that's so there's an entire deck sort of being built around this idea yeah but i mean that card costs seven to get out you can foretell it for five uh <laughs> you know not too bad <laughs> I mean, that, like, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you want to punish your opponents, if you're playing white, Dranith Magistrate just basically says they can't play spells other uh, from anywhere other than their hands. That's so, brutal. So now you've shut off their commander, yeah. and basically if they're not playing extra card draw, they're they're done. Yeah, but here's the thing. Dranith Magistrate, it could also affect uh, you do nothing if you don't have a Rebrask out. Um, but this will, I think, just True. sometimes just hose some decks because they're trying to do the Prosper thing. Well, Dranith Magistrate is your opponents. Yeah, yeah, but so I'm saying it could, could, it could just sit there and not do anything on the table either. True. So everyone's yeah, yeah. just playing regular fair magic. Well, you're also playing white, which whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this one I really like, uh, Ghostly Pilferer. Yeah. It, I've put this in another deck because I do like the effect, you know, in our play group, especially people are drawing more than one spell or turn each mm -hmm. turn. And they're and casting from wild places. And they're casting things, from yeah. wild places. And so it definitely helps you as far as like extra card draw. But now every person's upkeep or every person's draw step or if they play the card that they that's exiled, I guess. You draw a card. You're drawing a card as yeah. well. Ghostly Pilfer says, whenever an opponent casts a spell from anywhere other than their hand, draw a card. So pretty good. Kind of yep. like an enchantment. Yep. Um, and then you also have Uvilda or Nasari, if you're going to play the blue-red deck. Uh, both of these are basically cards that care about exiling other players' libraries and stuff. And so you can kind of see this like very disruptive game plan forming. Um, what I do think, though, is that if you're going to be playing this deck, you need, you need a lot of mana for one. Yep. And you're trying to cast multiple spells a turn. So there's a lot of cards in this world that help you out. Like Captain Ripley Vance cares about casting up to three spells um, on your turn, on each turn. Um, you have like Vance's Blasting Cannons, which exiles cards. Such a fun card if you could get it off. Yeah, and, you, and it's the same. Whenever you cast your third spell a turn, it transforms into the Spitfire Bastion. Yeah, which that's is what you in red, tap it, deal three damage to a card or creature or player. Um, and then I think you're just trying to go nuts if you're playing the mono red version of this deck. You got Birgi, God of Storytelling, which yep. is going to reward you for casting spells. Ragavan, Nimble Pilfer, get more stuff from Exile. Just sort of keep that theme going. Yep. Um, so I, I, I like a lot of stuff in here. I think it's, I think Urabrask is, I don't know how much play it will see outside of it being a commander. Um, but if you're in mono red, this is a card that basically lets you draw more than one card a turn. I actually think I'm going to see it more in the 99 than as a commander itself. Ah, okay. Well, we shall see. Either way, what do you think about the Phyrexian nature of this card? 
I think it's, you know, we're clearly seeing something's going to happen as far as the Phyrexia, the, the, oh, the, the Praetors yeah. are out, right? Yeah, we, so, so far, by the way, we have Vorinclex, Jinkataxis, and now Urbrask. Yep. And so I'm excited because it seems like they're leading towards something, and I don't know anything, but it seems like they're leading towards the Brothers War, which would be cool if we saw, like, the, the or- origin story right. of Phyrexia. I would love to see that. The incursion. But it also seems like, you know, this is, in current times... You know, with the Phyrexians, they're, uh, the, the Praetors are out, and uh, I'm interested to see where they go with the next two. You know, I don't think Urbrask is the strongest. I don't think Urbrask, no. Urbrask was kind of always the weakest, right? Yeah, like, unfortunately. Well, Urbrask's yeah. original ability gives your creatures haste, yep. and it and costs... And taps everybody else's down, which is... Yeah, your creatures right in battlefield, and the battlefield tap your In opponents. the right yeah. deck is very powerful, but the 5 CMC was kind of a... A hem-hawing point. You also have anger to discard to the graveyard to give your creatures haste instead, or mass hysteria. There's lots of red cards. There were other options. Get you yeah. there, yeah, yeah. Right. So Urbrask was like a creature that did it, and it felt kind of bad. Yep, Thalia kind of did the same thing as the, you know... Oh, the second, yeah, the newer one, as, the white one. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, white just kind of turned into a better option than 5 CMC for the red. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a couple of cards that, that make stuff come in the battlefield tapped. So. Which was why I would love it if they... Maybe one of these reds was Phyrexian. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we're not redesigning... Well, Jinkataxias and Vorinclex both don't have Phyrexian mana. True. Because I believe they if consider Phyrexian it... Phyrexian versions, though, why not I believe, mana, man? I believe they consider it to be one of the most busted mechanics oh, totally that is. they've ever made. Oh, absolutely. Especially in Commander, because now you're, it's basically... Yeah, two mana half, costs nothing. A half a life. That's why know? Phyrexian like, Metamorph yeah. is one of my favorite cards of all time. Yeah, with you. Okay, the next two cards, and the last two cards we're going to talk about today, are only from the set boosters. So it's a little confusing, but here's the thing. If you're if you're doing it right, you're not cracking packs to get these cards. You're going to channelfireball.com slash command and buying singles. So And this next one is by far the one you're gonna want. I mean, this is probably one of the best white cards they've uh, uh, like clearly the next slide ever printed, but like it's it's powerful. And it, this this card will go in a lot of decks and yes. it's one of the best, if not the best, white card draw engines engines we've ever seen. Yep. I agree. Um, and it's niche, too, because it's specifically talking about tokens. So yes. Benny Brax, Zoologist, three and a white for an Elf Druid, three, two, with Convoke. Very cool. So you oh. can tap your creatures if you have three spirit white spirit creature tokens. You can tap three of them for one or a mana of the white color. So you can basically make this cost very little. Such an obvious token include. If you're running white in tokens, you want this card. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it says, at the beginning of each end step, if you create a token this turn, draw a card. So there you go. Mono white drawing cards based on the fact that if you had a token enter the battlefield on each end step, it checks. So yep. your turn, the next turn, the next turn, Craig's turn, my turn again. Gave, oh my, oh my lord! Yes, They're like oh, yeah. I Gave saw this and powerful. I was just like, you know, I've got four token decks, and yeah. three of them are playing white, <laughs> and I was like, Gave just immediately because of that every turn. Yeah, you can so pay one to take a token off Gave and yep. make it a thing, and then bam, you get yeah. Very cool. So let's talk about some token makers in white. Uh, Adeline Resplendent Cathar is great. Uh, it allows you, whenever you attack for each opponent, you make it 1-1. One, one. Um, Felidar Retreat. Every time you play a land, you can make a 2-2 two, two white cat beast creature token. Yep. Um, Legion's Landing. Just a really simple card that when it flips over, you can pay three and tap it to make a 1-1 one, one token. So this is all if you're playing the mono white version of Benny Brax. Uh, Court of Grace. Again, we mentioned this earlier for um, Gia, the Font of Hope. So... I also like Monastery Mentor. This card seems really yeah, good. Totally. Because it has 
uh, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a 1-1 white monk creature token with Prowl on the battlefield. So you can be casting on other players' turns. Yep. Um, and then Oketra's Monument as well. Monuments cast- were definitely overlooked. They're all so. pretty good. Yeah, and it says white creature spells you cast one less to cast. So if you're playing a bunch of creature spells, it's going to be it's as almost as good as like the diamonds. The right, I think they're called diamonds. The amulets. The not the amulets. The the one that say all your white spells cost one less. The amulet. Is it omelet? Amulet. O- I don't think they're the omelets. I mean, look, omelets <laughs> you're are delicious. Omelet, Craig. <laughs> amulet. 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 We're in America. Whatever. It's am- I don't amulet. know. It's, it's also oof and not oofy. Oh, yeah. Collector oof. Yeah. Collector like, oof. Here's, I don't know. Roblox. Oof. Look, they, there's a lot of words in Magic the Gathering. I believe they're called medallions, One of, Craig. Oh, the medallions. Not, they are totally the medallions. They're not amulets. <laughs> they are totally the medallions. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Okedra's Monument is kind of like a medallion. And those cards, by the way, please reprint them. With yeah, his, we need we them really so need bad. Them. Um, but now that there's so much more monocolored support, I think actually a catcher's monument would be really good. Yeah. But because it says every end step, I think you're actually looking for ways to create tokens on other players' turns. And then you draw cards. That's amazing. Secure the waste, call the copper coats, raise the alarm. I love yeah. a good chance to play raise the alarm. Yep. <laughs> Just one in the white, make two one one white soldier creature tokens. Call the copper coats too. Great new card that yeah. they printed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very you can good. really do uh, add a lot of tokens to your battlefield with that. It's really cool. Yep. And then you know, you're just doing the regular token things if you're going this yeah. route, annoying procession, Cathar's Crusade, mm-hmm. Hour of Reckoning, the ultimate token board wipe, Hero Blade Hold makes a bunch of tokens. And then I didn't realize this, but this yeah. counts any tokens. So it's not just creatures that come in the battlefield as tokens. If you're making a treasure token, like Smothering Tithe. It combos so well with Smothering Tithe. Smothering like, Tithe is probably the best card in the deck. It pr- it's it, the best card in a lot of decks. It kind of shifts the calculation to you should pay the two. Oh, yeah. Because like, not now only it's rampant card draw. You're just yeah, they get like, both. Yeah. 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 That's kind of crazy. And I've seen, I mean, I played with Smothering Tithe enough times. Two minutes a lot. A lot of people would just be like, ah, screw it. Give you the treasure. Well, we've done the, the, the math on it. And the math doesn't add up because you're paying two to prevent them from getting one, which if everybody's doing that, they're Six actually mana. ending up on the winning side of that equation. Yeah, because you're choking everyone. It's right. kind of like playing stacks. Yeah, Smothering yeah. Tithe. It is, is a Smothering Tithe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same with Monologue Tax as well. Named. You can make treasure tokens off of that. Um, search the Premises was a card a that cool we were kind of down on. Yeah, three in the white. Whenever creature attacks you or a planeswalker, you control, investigate. So maybe people are like, we got to shut Jimmy down. He's drawing so many cards in his mono white deck. It's so unfair. Meanwhile, me and my Uber deck, we've got nothing. Just kidding. So Search of Premises might be good there too. It's fun to see a lot of these fringe cards. You know, they've made a lot of... Wait, like, smothering Tides is not a fringe card. Not, not Smothering Tides. Search, <laughs> Search of the Premises, premises is more you fringe. Know, they've yeah. made a lot of kind of like uh, fringe playable cards recently, That, but in the right deck, it's like, yeah. oh, wait, this does this and this? Yeah, which is kind of where I want to be because in yeah. a mono-white deck, you can play, uh, for instance, right. Invoke Justice, I think is what it's called. Yeah, I'm warming like, up to this card a little bit. It's I like one it was... white, 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 white or whatever. Yeah, so there's like there's cards that can only be played in mono-white decks, and now that we have better options for commanders there, I'm very happy about it. Yep, and especially seeing that C EDH, what was it? Heliod was the one that... Oh, Heliod, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heliod went, taking the, the world by storm just because he's an infinite combo. In I'm stick. just pronouncing everything wrong. Heliod. It could be Heliod. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could be either, but I like Heliod. I think Heliod just sounds better. I will say this. Regardless of how you pronounce them, the, <laughs> the magic helped me in my SATs. It's oh. Like, I remember like knowing what certain random cards words. and being able to deduce ah. that like oh, well, why would they name a creature this if that was the description of this term or yeah. this phrase or whatever? I mean, just so. going through this set review, we've already talked about words like smothering, resplendent, yep. anointed, 
Gavin Verhey alone has said that Magic the Gathering has caused him to now he can verifiably spell simulacrum oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. anytime. I still can't pronounce that word. I always say solemn simulacrum. Similar simulacrum. Whatever, yeah. yeah. I've heard it said so many times like that. That's the other thing is you go to these card shops and everybody's saying it a certain way. So you adopt that way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And then like that's exactly what That's happened why with I me say with Collector Gave. Yeah. It's not, it's Gave apparently. <laughs> gave. I do too, yeah. It's Gave. Yeah. It's Gave. Do your own thing. All right, the next card, and the last card we're going to talk about today uh, is Mari the Killing Quill. Again, this is a set booster only card, but just buy singles. One black black for a legendary creature vampire assassin. Three, two, uh, and whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, exile it with a hit counter on it. So just this by itself is very good in command. It is very good. You're getting rid of everybody's graveyard. Yeah, you're well, creature specific. It's not a replacement effect either. Yeah, it's not it's not instead, it just right. you exile it. So it's similar to like Douthy Voidwalker. Yep. Uh, and then it says assassins, mercenaries, and rogues you control have death touch. Also pretty good. So this includes itself, by the way. And whenever that creature or this creature deals combat damage to a player, you may remove a hit counter from a card that player owns in exile. If you do, draw a card and create two treasure tokens. So notably, when you so let's say you play Mary, Mari, uh, Craig's creature just incidentally dies. It goes and gets exiled and has a hit counter on it. When I swing Mari at Craig and hit him with it. You're not intended by the block because it's, it's a 3-2 with death touch or whatever. Yep, yep it's got death touch, right? You take the hit counter off, you draw a card, you make two treasure tokens. That card that's exiled, still exiled. Yep. Not going anywhere. And you get to draw and create two treasure tokens. That's nuts. So wait, can you just repeat this process if they have one creature? No, because the hit, hit counter is off of it. So you remove so the, hit the hit counter comes off. Okay, yeah. that that makes and it's cool because it's ramp and card draw. I love the flavor of this. Mm-hmm. That Mari is a vampire assassin that is putting out hits uh, on different yeah. creatures. So yeah, it's like, it hey, Mari's bring not me the this body. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. suck the blood out of this thing. <laughs> Here's some money and draw a card. Yeah, like, pretty good. I I really do love the the flavor of that. Cool. Yeah. Because you're not even the one responsible for killing them. Anytime a creature dies that for an opponent, it gets exiled. So, but it's a little mini game too. Like we've talked about this and you know, that kind of adds to the fun of commander. Sometimes these mm-hmm. like little mini games that you can play. And this adds a fun little mini game to any game that it, that it's in where you're like, Oh, now that creature's exiled with a yeah. hit counter on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make a hit on your creature. And then, you know, you could get some table banter out of it. Like mm-hmm. can definitely add a fun aspect to the game that I am very down for. Yeah. And you're, mono black so you care about creatures dying so it could be your aristocrats deck with meat hook massacre you're probably playing a bunch of board wipes even though they kill mari maybe you give mari indestructible you know but even maybe not because just all of your creatures if you make them assassins and all those other creatures yeah actually if you play mari yeah well here's the thing if you play mari and there's 20 creatures on the board you board wipe they all will get exiled because they die at the same time so you just recast mari maybe at that point those cards are still going to have hit counters on them they're almost they're basically untouchable they're always going to have those hit counters on them and then you can just start doing the thing so that might be an interesting thing to do too yeah um and then you're probably running a bunch of removal i think even sacrifice uh, effects are really good in this deck yeah um vona's hunger is like the big one because if you ascend they have to sacrifice half the creatures they control round it up that card's absurd and thank goodness i haven't played against that too much same (laughs) with like Dranith magistrate like thank you everybody at the office for not playing those cards around me Uh, because it's just such a feel bad to like 
sacrifice half of your stuff. Yeah. Does it count lands too? No, no, no. It's, okay. It's, it's just creatures. Yeah. They're, I remember being hit by it once and being like, wait, for how much mana did you spend yeah, to do that? Instant speed too. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, playing all the removal in black, defile, uh, infernal grasp, doom blade, fatal push. Sorry, editors. I'm anything you could do. Yeah. But anything you could do to get rid of a creature, a problem creature, mm-hmm. then it gets exiled. So you're, you know, and not in a, a replacement effect. So a lot of black decks too, you're playing like death matters. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll get some incidental benefit effect from a creature dying, whereas yeah, if yeah. exiled, you Morbid don't get that. Morbid Opportunist is yep. the great example there. Massacre Worm as well. Yep. Um, Camber the Plunderer. Uh, Sangromancer. That, I've seen Sangromancer. Sangromancer. so good. Just put some completely out of killing range, like going from 10 life to like 46. It's a 3-3 three, three flyer for 4 that just, yeah, gains you so much life. Oh, and then I think you could even play this in a Gisa Glorious Resurrector deck because Gisa does the same thing and exiles creatures when they die and then you get to put them back on the battlefield under your control. So if you only have Gisa out but you're still playing the board wipes and all that stuff, fine. That's great. You get those creatures instead and you don't need to worry about like, oh, I have to get this whole like assassin mercenaries rogues thing going or whatever. Uh, and then Revel and Riches too seems like that's an alternate win con in this deck because you're yeah. trying to make everything die. But yeah, lots of good things to do here. Uh, I think you're just trying to go nuts. And then when it comes to making cards that you want to play, Changeling Outcast can't be blocked as a shapeshifter, so it counts as all those things. Yep. You're going to get all those effects. Nighthawk Scavenger is a rogue. Yep. Rankle Master of Pranks can make people sack the creature and then you hit it with Rankle. Yeah, so is Opposition yep. Agent is a rogue. Um, I don't like that card. But Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Gaunty Lord of Luxury, Grim Hireling. Grim uh, Hireling, great card. Yeah, great card. Whenever one or more creatures you deal, control deal combat damage to a player, create two treasure tokens. Yep, so now you're just kind of like... You got I, all these assassins. They're totally friends. Grim Hireling and, oh, uh, oh, yeah. and her, absolutely. She hired him. Yeah. Mari, the Killing Quill, would 100% have a Grim Hireling. Yeah. It's okay. a Tiefling Rogue. It is a Tiefling Rogue. Yeah, so they kind of combined universes there, because I think Tieflings are more in the dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons world, right? That's what uh, my wife was when we uh, played our first campaign. Oh, a Tiefling? Yeah. Nice. She would... Tieflings get badass, man. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. They're very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you also have Necrotal, classic. You know, it's a it's an assassin, and it kills a creature when it comes in. <laughs> what? It just that card's like 30 years old. Yeah. You also have Necrotol. Like, yeah, you also got Necrotol. Are we still talking about Commander? What? Yeah, what else can we throw from the olden days? <laughs> the classics. Um, so that's it, actually. Six monocolored Commanders from Streets of New Capenna. Uh, Craig, what, is, what do you think is the most powerful of these new monocolored Commanders? Most powerful, I do think, is uh, Brex. I oh, think yeah, the yeah, white, Brex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like he's just so good. Just so good, especially in, in so many decks. Too. In so many decks, yeah, like in Gave or Gave, whatever you want to call him. Gave. Uh, <laughs> in you know, like uh, uh, Riss the Redeemed or Reach oh, the yeah. Redeemed. Oh, that's another one. Oh, we don't know all of the it, token yeah. decks are basically <laughs> like choose your name. Yeah. Yeah, choose your pronunciation. Uh, but there's just so many, so many uh, decks that really needed card draw that this is now giving. Yeah, uh, I mean, mono white especially, yeah. um, but it definitely works really well in those token decks. I kind of like Urabrask. I don't know if it's technically the most powerful new commander, but I do like that mono red just has more ways to draw cards, but not just you. Now it's actually affecting your opponents too, which I think I like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how about your personal favorite new monocolor commander? Same answer? Same answer for me. You know, uh, I think I do kind of see more uh, opportunity with the blue one mm-hmm. than you do. Uh, but I definitely think, oh, I'm Aaron, be, yeah, yeah, Aaron is definitely, you know, it has some fun aspects to it, 
But yeah, the fact that uh, Benny Brex, zoologist, is just filling all of my dreams that I've wanted for Token. Good old Benny. Yep. His enthusiastic curiosity puts even the most fearsome of beasts at ease. Thanks, Benny. Uh, I would say I kind of like Jax is the Troublemaker, the mono red uh, blitz yeah. out stuff. It just yep. seems like there's a lot of fun stuff there. And then I really like Giada, Font of Hope. I think I'm going to build an angel deck now. You know, I've got I so many so old angels and stuff in my binders. And I've never been able to put them into a deck. And Giada just seems like a really easy one to throw together. You can probably make it like around a seven you know, pretty easily. You know, yep. And that seems like a great deck to tussle with people with. That's actually, I was telling uh, Arthur earlier, I'm starting to build like, I've got seven decks in the works. Nice. Yeah. Seven decks? So I'm building. I'm trying to build one of each mono color because okay, I've never yeah. done that before. I built or seven it's been years since decks, I have. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to have stuff that's like using all the chaff right. that I that I've just had sitting around for a long time. Because I've I've got a pile of cards that I'm selling and stuff like that. But uh you, you know, like I've that, got a bunch of cards that are just fun. Like yeah, that yeah. like I was saying earlier, they're just like fringe playable, but I've always wanted to play them. They don't go in my like, you know, eight and nine level decks, mm -hmm. but they definitely are fun enough where they're impactful on the game. Right. Uh and I you know, I want to start playing a little bit more interaction heavy, more like m taking my magic uh like playership to the next level I as far see. as like learning how to play magic better as opposed to just playing big spells ah uh, okay so yeah, um, I like that. you know i, I want that. these to be more interactive decks that i could sit down with somebody who's like a six or a seven and have fun but still kind of like get some you heard it here first in the game. craig wants to beat up on some six-year-olds <laughs> well now that i've got kids you know <laughs> yeah. i gotta learn how to all right to the their... listeners <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think about the Monocolor Commanders. I, I, I really like the design of all these. I think they're doing a great job. Um, I think Benny Brax as well is like very much needed in the world. So I'm interested to see you know, hopefully more of that in the future. Well, I think Nuka Pena definitely, uh, a lot of these cards, it's it's definitely a heavy set as far as like, there's a lot of heavy hitters. In yeah, this. really exciting stuff. Uh, yeah. Make sure you also check out the multicolored review that I did with Josh. There's lots of cards there. And even I was like, I want to build a couple of these. Um of course, you want to pick up any of these cards. You know you want to. You know you want to build that Benny Brax deck now that Craig's talked about, Gave and Reese or Riss. Well, Benny Brax is probably going to go up. You know, we've seen Smothering Tithe go from, you yeah. know. Well, I look, Smothering Tithe is obviously way better, but Benny yeah. Brax is the first time we've seen anything like It's card draw. It's the yeah. other side of ramp. So yeah, um, yeah go to channelfireball.com slash command. Buy all of your cards there. You can also enter a promo code command at the end when you're checking out. So you don't even need to worry about putting it into the UR on the first place. And then sleeve it up in some Ultra Pro sleeves. Put it into an Ultra Pro deck box. Their deck boxes are some of my favorite. They also have cool like playmat tubes. There's just tons of accessories. You can check out the Ultra Pro store online or just go to your local game store and you can support them there. Buy a new playmat. It's something I I always buy new playmats, so it's kind of my addiction. Yeah, I use them for like a computer playmat. Oh yeah. Uh, all over the place. Yeah. Um, they also have this, these new like foiling techniques, the hollow foil stuff on top of that. Look I was really wondering nice. what that was. That's oh, right. Hollow foil cool. on the Elspeth. Uh, yeah. Play what you got there. That's intense. All right. Moving on to the end step. We're going to talk about something cool outside the world of magic. Craig, uh, I had an end step with you. Yep. Where I got to talk about being a dad. So let's talk about you being a dad. Tell the world yeah. what's uh, what happened. So we have two kids now. 
we've got Eva and Landon. So Eva Luna and Landon Joseph. Wow. And, uh, I'll Blanchett send in some pictures. Blanchett. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I'll send in some pictures that uh, we can show up here. But they, you uh, have two kids at once, Craig. What are they? So it's a boy and a girl. And, and they are? Uh, and they are twins. Yay! Yay! Uh, so and cool. so, yeah, she was born like a minute before him. And, you know, we, we did it through IVF, which I've talked about before. Yep. And, uh, you know, we... They were born three weeks premature, which, you know, Landon had to spend a little time in the NICU, but now he's out and feeling great. Those like little um, bins where they like shine light on them and stuff. Well, they just basically, he was up in a different section of the hospital, basically like uh, an ICU, but for kids. Uh, and he was up there with a breathing issue. He was kind of, he was born at 20 or uh, 37 weeks, but right. he was kind of like acting like a 35 week old in that they developed their lungs in the last portion of mm. them in the gestation period. And, uh, he was kind of forgetting to breathe. Uh, so he was okay. going like 20 seconds without taking a breath in and thank goodness they caught it. Uh, you know, and so they kept him for a while and to uh, let that develop out, to let that develop out. And he always kind of, uh, self-resolved meaning that they never had to like jump in and kind of like jostle him or anything. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was, himself. he figured it out himself, right. which was good. And then, so they keep them, they want to make sure that they have no incidents for 48 hours. Cause they're uh, born early and premature. Exactly. And so like a little side story about that, that, uh, I'll get into really quick is, yeah. I was going up and feeding him every night, right? Because, like, you're in the hospital and, like, you yeah, know, you the first the couple hospital. days are yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, you're dealing with the sleep deprivation and stuff like that. And, and nurses are also coming in and telling you, here's what you need to know. And you're like, I can't. Okay, okay thank notes. goodness, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, like, uh, Laura was recovering. And so I wanted to go up and see Landon. And so I was taking care of his night feedings because she had to rest in the bed. And so I'd go up and see him at night. And it was, like, 15 minutes to 30 minutes afterwards every night that he would get this issue. Uh, and since then, I've found out that he's kind of a light sleeper. And mm -hmm. so he'll fall asleep and then open up his eyes like 10 minutes later and kind of like check and see if everything's cool. So now I'll sit, I'll, <laughs> I'll like sleep. I'll, I'll be right next to him while he's sleeping. So if he opens his eyes, I'm like, I'm right here, but I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> but it started freaking me out. Cause I started thinking like, man, am I the cause of his, cause it was, oh, then this would happen and then it would reset the 48 hours thing. So I didn't see him in the ICU, in the NICU for the last two days because I oh, got a little superstitious about it. <laughs> and I was a little like... Did Laura go and feed him instead? Yeah, I was so torn up about it. But Laura was able to go up because at that point she was feeling better. And so like she had the nurse kind of wheel her up there and stuff like that. And while I was watching Eva... And yeah, so that was... But uh, everything's good now? Everything's great now. They're back at home. You know, they've been home for about two weeks now. Mm -hmm. We've gone through... Both of my parents have come through... <laughs> Thank goodness for that, because, man, like, it takes oh, a yeah. village, man. You lose so much sleep within yeah. the first couple weeks. Yeah, you are, you're like in a, and you had two, right? I had one, and I was like a walking zombie. Yeah, so that's something that I def definitely didn't calculate for. You know, I was like, yeah, we're having twins. Yeah, we're having twins. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Everyone's Thanks. Like, yeah, that's so cool. Oh, yeah, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. Twice the work. <laughs> there's two of them all the time. So like one of them's down, and if another one wakes up. You've got to attend to that one. So the sleep schedule for me and my wife has been a little bit, a little shaky. Yeah, yeah, but definitely the payoff when you see their faces and everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. And you know they're twins, so they're going to be so close. Hopefully, as I friends so. and all that stuff. I've seen. So. I've talked to a lot of people that have had twins now at doing this whole daddy journey. You talk. You end up just meeting tons of other parents, and that is definitely, I think, a, a real bright side that you have something to look forward to. Is that totally. they're, they're going to hang out with each other, and they're not going to They're not going to be tugging on your shirt, being like, "Dad, I want you to pay attention to me." Like they'll have each other at least for well, some of that. Definitely, and I can't wait to meet their personality 
zombies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah, something yeah. that hasn't developed yet. So I can't wait. To oh, see you got that. like three months before you start seeing a personality. They're kind of like sacks of potatoes at this oh, point. Totally. Yeah. Like once they start crawling, you can kind of like start to pick out certain trends. That they yeah. 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 Like, but uh, yeah, like we're f- very fortunate in that my sister has had twins. So kind of has oh, some, nice. some you know, that. advice to give. And then she also is a behavior behavioral therapist. So mm-hmm. she kind of like, we've seen her with her kids kind of like give them options instead of whatever. Right. Her kids are very well behaved and we're hoping that we can do the same. Well, it takes a village, Craig, and uh, obviously a huge congratulations from everyone here at the Command Zone. I'm sure you'll see many, many of that online as well. Yeah, it's been really nice. You Uh, know what's crazy is that me, you, and Alex all had uh, sons around the same time. And like... That's his second kid though for Alex, right? No. Oh, that's right. It is the first. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah. we like kind of, uh, we all came you got up your together. journey started before us, but we kind of like, yeah, yeah. Well, our journey. So Alex, he's talking about Alex Kessler from yep. the Masters of Modern. He's been a longtime friend of the show and, and very longtime friend of Craig. Yep. Uh, but yeah, he recently just had a baby as well. Um, you had two though, Craig. So, I mean, you're, you're kind well, of. Well, we had a boy and a girl and like, but all three of us had a boy, which is kind of cool because yeah. we can raise them as nerds and together. play magic together. That's right. Yeah, that is crazy, actually. We've known each other for 12 years now, I feel like. Maybe 11, 12, 12 years. years. You've known uh, Kessler for a little bit longer. But yeah, oh. we all had kids right around the same time. So, cool. um, And as always, you know, Craig, you, I think something that we should probably talk about just a little bit is IVF. And, and it, this wasn't your first try at it, right? No, we did it a couple times. And, you know, that can be a tough road. Again, if anybody's ever, you know, going through that and looking for you know, somebody to listen or whatever, or advice, anything. hit me up, DM me, whatever. I'm, I'm available. I answer DMS and stuff like that, but you know, it can support can be helpful in that because you know, if you, if it doesn't work out, it can, it's, it's a very important yeah. part of life. Yeah. It can, it can, uh, it can affect you. So yeah, you know. we tried twice, uh, before we were able to successfully get no. pregnant. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very difficult journey. So it's something I think too, for if you, if you have a friend that's pregnant or if you're thinking about getting pregnant, just know that I think a lot of people out there, it's, it's a really, really tough thing. Um, and on so many different levels, both for the, the husband and the wife, um, for the partners, um, so yeah, our heart goes out to everyone out there that's trying right now in the middle of trying going for it. Uh, if you ever need support or already had kids and now going through the sleep deprivation <laughs> phase, we yeah. get that too. No matter what part of the journey you're on, uh, we send our support out to you, uh, as two new parents here ourselves. And Craig, you're about to go through pretty much what I just went through, but twice as much. <laughs> uh, we, I, we can't wait to get like, you know, more help. Her, her parents are coming through. Yeah. My soon, parents are coming back then, in a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're every single day. We're like, how can we get more people to help us? Because this is, yeah, we're dying over here. We're ex- exhausted. Yep. Um, so big shout out to parents and a big shout out as well to everyone here at the command zone, our amazing team. Damon Lenz, Shauna Gillis, Arthur Meadowcroft, Ashlyn Rose, Lady Danger, Manson, Lung, Craig Blanchett, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Nan, Jordan Bridges, Sam Walder, Grav Glide, Truck Tie, Jamie Block, Mitch Trevor, and Evan Limberger. You know what's one thing that every single person on this list shares in common, Craig? They're awesome. They're all... They all were babies at one point. <laughs> yes, that too. They are also all awesome. Yeah, they are Our all team very, here very awesome. is the best. Uh, and of course, big shout out to Jeffrey Palmer, who does the Living Cards animations. I believe he did this days behind us. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Living Cards MTG. He's been doing something pretty funny on Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's been photoshopping. <laughs> There's another account that does it, Jay the Cho, and he photoshops Paddington Bear, one of the best characters of all time, into just random movies and TV shows. And Jeffrey's doing that now with magic cards. 
Um, actually, Jeffrey posted on Twitter recently that he, uh, I believe his child, they had to go to the ICU recently as well. Um, yeah, but I think everything's okay now. Uh, so we're also sending our support out to him. Hope it so, continues to be. Yes, absolutely. And he'll get back to posting some very funny pictures on Twitter. The Paddington Bear stuff is fire. It is fire, fire, especially because there's just so many disgusting cards in Magic's history that you can put Paddington Bear in. And Some of them are so good. Yeah, it's a little sadistic. At first, I was like, oh, this is so cute. And then I was like, wait, you're doing what to... Pa oh, it's boy. very very satire. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We will catch you on the next episode of The Command Zone. Until then, peace out. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com. Or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.